Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. It's come full circle. Kayvon Thibodeau is good at football again. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the best sub, 180-pound, two-gapping nose tackle you'll ever meet. And with me is AJ, seven-round mock champ, two years running, Marchese. If Nathan Shepard was playing O-line and you're playing D-line, could he put you in the dirt? No, because I'm the leverage king. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to hear. Today we'll continue our 2022 NFL draft position rankings with the interior defensive lineman. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft. On fire. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my lady. Driving out to Vegas, baby. Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's going to bat it on draft day? Who's going to wager future picks away? Who's going to reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Tons of people take a multivitamin. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by ColorCast, the live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use, where you can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. You'll be notified when rooms go live, and you better come with your spiciest takes, like Jordan Davis is the number one player in the draft. Correct. I mean, to me, the NFL's a height, weight, speed mm-hmm, league. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's 6'6", 341 pounds, and faster than... Is he faster than any of the running backs? Uh, he's like Kyron Williams' speed. He's slightly slower than Kyron Williams. That's pretty sick. He's slightly um, slower tier- than David Bell, too. Okay, we're into the defense now. This is the type of draft where you want to draft players in the trenches because that's where all the good players are mm-hmm. or Georgia Bulldogs one or the other and most of the Georgia Bulldogs play in the trenches so you go two for one with that uh this interior defensive line class is it's pretty loaded in terms of having first round talent but guys I really like who I think will be there on day three I think it kind of drops off quick after there, there's not like a, a ton of Guys I see as 
day one and two picks. Mm -hmm. But a lot of guys in that kind of fifth round range who I think will have something to add to an NFL roster. Yeah, there's a lot of like interesting guys. There's a lot of big boys, a lot of good length. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of of different flavors, too. Good. Great year to need a nose tackle. Yeah, there's a lot of good nose tackles in this group. Like, both in terms of if you want a starting nose tackle or day three and you're just looking for a kind of a a rotational nose tackle who can plug stuff up Mm. uh, on early downs. Like, you got those guys, too. There's a couple longer, more twitchy guys on day three who have traits that are worth betting on, I think. And and then, obviously, like, there's the cream of the crop. We've seen a lot of these guys throughout the draft process because of the senior bowl, because of them blowing up the combine. Uh, This is a great class. Uh, I I think it's a lot of fun, too. Um, And just out of curiosity... Maybe not just in terms of how many draftable grades you have, mm-hmm. but based on on what you're thinking with this class, how many interior defensive linemen do you think do you get drafted? Uh, I don't know, like 20-ish. Yeah, okay. So to, to add context to this, the last five drafts, 100 interior defensive linemen have been drafted. 20 in 2017, 2018, and 2020, 21 in 2019, and 19 in 2021. So it's like pretty much always about 20 get drafted. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is based on what they define as a defensive tackle versus defensive end. Yeah. So like I think we're both going to have a guy we talked about today who probably on draft day will get called a defensive end, but I think we both see and project as an interior guy. But... Ultimately, I think, yeah, about 20 get drafted. I have 20 draftable grades, so I'm, I feel pretty strongly about that number. Um, and I, I think we, we have a good chance to see, uh, for sure, two get drafted in the first round. If I were to set the over-under at two and a half interior defensive linemen in the first round, what would you take? We're including Logan Hall in that number. Uh, I'd take the under. Okay, I, I would too. I would too. But I, I don't think either of us would be shocked. I don't think either of us would be shocked if it ended up being four. No, no. I mean, like, yeah, like, you threw Logan Hall's name in there. He's, like, a great – he's, like, a perfect example of a guy that goes 28th. And you maybe didn't expect it, but, like, he's got that. His you teammate know, that, did that last year. Exactly, yeah. I mean, well, we're seeing Travis Jones's name mocked uh, at the back end of the first round more and more, too. Uh, obviously, Jordan Davis is going to be a first-round pick. Uh, Devontae Wyatt should be a first-round pick. Like – yeah, how many first round picks do you first round grades do you actually have? Like at this moment, now this isn't. We haven't finished edge no, no. linebacker in this group. DB. In this group. In this group. Oh, okay. Sorry, two. I got one. I got one. Okay. Okay. I I was a little back and forth on on the second one. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, uh, I went with it. Um, Can't wait to find out who. Shocker! Wow, it's it's... from Athens. Quickly. I know this is slightly off topic. Do you have a higher grade on Logan Hall or Peyton Turner from last year? Oh, I'll have to pull that up. Uh, I just pulled it up, and that's why I asked. But... Yeah, that's kind of throwing me directly. You tell me. Who do you, do you uh, have okay. a higher grade? So, uh, obviously, Logan, both, both big, high-weight speed guys. Logan Hall, mm-hmm. all, Peyton Turner, a guy who can kick inside, but Logan Hall, a guy who I think a lot of people are projecting full-time inside, even though he didn't do it full-time at Houston, though he did it a lot. Yeah. Um, he also, based on how he's continuing to add weight, I think sees himself as a, a kind of a, a modern three-tech as well, or at least a guy who can play up and down the line. Uh, I have a higher grade on Logan Hall. Obviously, Peyton Turner got in the first round, and that's why I don't think either of us would be shocked if Logan Hall did as well. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Unfortunately, I still haven't <laughs> I can't find this. Uh, I had a higher grade on Logan Hall, but not by much. Okay, yeah, not same. Not, not, not by much. But uh, I, I just think that's interesting because obviously not yeah. the same player, but coming from the same school, both being kind of those long, tweenery. Like Pey- Peyton Turner was 6'5", 6'6", 268. Logan Hall was 6'6", 283, and he added mm-hmm. weight from the senior bowl too, right? So I just think that's an interesting conversation. But that's a little off topic. Let's get into it. Let's get let's, let's head down to Athens, I'm assuming, for a lot of talk tonight. Um and let's start with the highest floor defensive tackle in this class. I think highest floor is a, an interesting one in this group. I think, 
I mean, if you're going deep, you know, saying, uh, you know, uh, Neil Farrell is going to come in and be a run plug for... <laughs> Neil Farrell, I promise you, will play in the league for 10 years. E- exactly, downs. yeah. Like, that, okay, that can be safe. You know, if you're saying Phil Mathis is coming in just being, you know, another run plug, like, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I'm going, I don't know, it's not out on a limb at all, but I don't know, I don't know if you're going to agree with me, but I, I think it's Devontae Wyatt. Okay, I think it's Jordan Davis. You know, yeah, I, I, I mean... Uh, no spoilers. Jordan Davis is my best bet, so I kind of want to. I didn't want to. And, and yeah. Devonte Wyatt's my best bet. Now, I, I think I think the arguments for both are pretty similar. Um, I think you, you argue Devonte Wyatt is highest floor or best bet because of his all three down potential. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. He he. I think he's the most uh, pass rush ready of the interior defensive linemen. Yeah. Has the best combination of quickness, um, power, uh, and size. Whereas he, he like he's not massive, but he, he checks the mark, checks the box on, on being over three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Has enough length, um, so I think he is just kind of the perfect modern day three tech. Yeah, and, and you know what? If I'm being honest, I don't think Wyatt's. I think I'm a little lower on Wyatt. Maybe that spoils stuff, but. Than, uh, than some, but I, I don't think his ceiling is that like crazy high. I feel like uh, uh, that that's why I think like that. And this adds to your point about highest floor. Like I think what you're getting in Devonte White is a pretty immediate starting three technique. Yeah. Who's going to be a very productive three technique for a long time. Now I do think he has Pro Bowl ability. Um, I I don't think he has the ceiling of. At, l- at least a couple other dudes in this group, though. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Like, I mean, like I think like what it makes him like the highest floor. You know, I love his effort. Like he's and he's constantly running down dudes like towards the silence outside the numbers. Um, like you said, he's the most pass rush ready. He's got like a nice rip. He's got a nice quick swim there at times. He's, he, he he's the bendiest I found. Yeah, too. he's he's got some, like you see him facing Very tackles flexible. and he's got a dip. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, you know he's is he's coming off blocks and closing lanes quick. You know stacking and shedding versus the run, and then you throw in like the athleticism. You know the, the change of direction, all that. And like yeah. what, he he didn't get a ton of ton of opportunities because Georgia plays such like sound like stick to your role defense. Mm-hmm. But when he was given the opportunity to just fucking penetrate and be a, a gap shooter at three tech, yeah. like he could do that too. But he also had the ability to um like anchor down. Like he's again he's he's only three oh four like. He's 40 pounds lighter than Jordan Davis, but he is still a very NFL-ready run defender. He's able to command blocks. Like he, he can play the one tack. You can, you'll see him line up at nose. It, the fun thing about all the Georgia defensive linemen, including Jalen Carter for next year, yeah. is they just play them all over the place. Like one rep, Trevon Walker's playing nose, and Jordan, da- Jordan Davis isn't on the field, and they've got Devontae Wyatt playing the five tack, or like. Um, Travon Walker playing like four eye, like all all three of those dudes. It's just so much fun to see where they line up and, mm-hmm. and how the, what they're asked to do. And, and a lot of the time, it's not sexy football because they're just so sound, gap sound. Uh, yeah, gap sound assignment guys. But um, no, I, I think I think floor or bet for Wyatt and Davis makes sense because with Jordan Davis, the reason I go highest floor is yeah, he's six six, three hundred forty one pounds, a freak show athlete. But even removing all of that, I know I'm getting a guy who's got the potential to be an immediate dominant run stuffer in mm-hmm. the league. Maybe he's only playing uh, half the snaps or, or pr- probably even less, 40% of the snaps on the season, but you can't run the ball when he's on the field. And I I know like that does take value away in that he is a tr- like theoretically a traditional nose tackle who's not playing a ton on passing now. He's got a little bit of pocket push ability still. Uh, but at very bare minimum, I don't see any way Jordan Davis isn't one of the best run-stuffing interior defensive linemen in the league because of his ability to eat space, absorb blocks. He can two-gap. Yeah. He can one-gap. He can shoot gaps and make plays in the backfield because of that athleticism. He's got the the uh, lateral agility. He's got the effort. You see him chase down plays backside too. Yeah. There's just everything there to be a force against the run. Yeah, like st- strong hands. He's got knockback power there, um, and like like you me- you mix in the athleticism. Like he's like got the quicks to shed and make a tackle. Like yeah, like you said, the, the two gap there, and like 
he's got the feet to work down the line. Do I think he's making, you know, tackles against like, you know, outside the tackles uh, against like a zone team? Probably not. But like still everything in the middle, he's going to command two two blocks uh, constantly, uh, just constantly eliminating gaps Uh, and and going on the pass rush, like with the athleticism that we've seen. And and there's glimpses on the field, like you, you're gonna think that there's some interesting pass rush upside. Well, even even okay, even let's say despite the athleticism, despite the length, like even at worst on passing downs, he can clean like clean things up for other guys. Exactly. He can yep. like you can you can loop guys. You can use his size to shield guys from having to take on. Yeah a full block or a double team. Like, he, they can pick up half the man looping off his ass type yep. thing. Uh, but then, yeah, to add to what you just said, he has the athletic traits to be more than we've seen as a pass rusher. Uh, and, and that's not even to say, like, at times you do see just, he'll like, there's not a lot of nuance to his pass rush. It's just kind of like a bull, just yeah. be more athletic and stronger than everyone. But maybe we get him with a, a a defensive line coach who can develop the hands a little more because it's just not something he he was asked to do or needed to really do for that Georgia mm-hmm. defense because they yeah. have other guys. Uh, so to 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 see what we can do there and and even back to the point about keeping other guys clean, like Georgia blitzed the hell out of their linebackers because Jordan Davis, Devontae White, Trevon Walker, Jalen yeah. Carter, those guys would would cu- keep them clean on the blitz. So that's something else you you add. Like maybe it's not Jordan Davis personally doing the pass rush, but he's adding to your pass rush in that way. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's why I think he's worth a first-round pick. Um, I saw someone mention this on Twitter. It's like – and I didn't really read into it too much. I'm kind of bringing this up now to discuss it. It's like what – why was Derek Brown a, a top-ten pick, what, two years ago, three years ago now? Yeah. And, and Jordan Davis is, like, not really ever getting considered there. I swear it's just because Derek Brown had an arm over move that was pass rush. <laughs> I, I, I do think that's a great point because, like, Derek Brown – is he's a little smaller, but he's yeah. less athletic. You know, I, I will he, say on tape he looks more athletic than Jordan Davis, but testing wise, he, he's nowhere close. I will say he looks more athletic on passing downs. I will yeah. also say on there are run plays where Jordan Davis like looks significantly more athletic. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, Brown had the flashier athletic. Brown, Brown had, I, I, I agree with you there, and, and I think strictly because Derek Brown had a really good arm over move that, and that was like, because of his strength uh, and effort, like that was his pass rush and it worked in the SEC and maybe we all overvalued that a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and now we're undervaluing what Jordan Davis does, but I think that's spot on. If, yeah, if Derek Brown can go seventh overall, then why can't Jordan Davis go 15th? And I, I think maybe the, the, the argument might be within itself if you want to make one that Derek Brown did go top ten, so maybe Jordan Davis shut in, right? But yeah, also true. <laughs> no, but no, I think it's a good point. Um, yeah, no, I mean Jordan Davis is. I, I love my comp for no. him. I'll give it later, but uh, okay. I'm pretty sure. The one thing I think one big knock is is like he kind of he plays high, but he's a massive man. Like you know what I mean? But yeah, he, he comes up high. Like it's not just his size; it's the size and his pad level. But it doesn't hurt him. Like he's not getting fucking moved anyway. So like it's just that maybe just is a limit the, to his his ceiling, really. Uh, I and I will say I think there are more flaws to Jordan Davis's game than Devontae Wyatt's. Like yeah. Devontae Wyatt to me is a very safe player. Yeah, that's why I have Wyatt with the highest floor, and uh, I think Jordan Davis has a higher ceiling than Wyatt too. That's why I I did him for best bet. Um, what is I, I've just pulled up Tankathon. Yeah. What is. What is the absolute earliest you think Jordan Davis could go? Because honestly, like I don't think we think he's going top ten. But if he did, it's the Seahawks. Would we be shocked? It's the Seahawks if he goes top ten. I think. Yeah, and a trade up. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, realistically, that's that's the only team you could see take them in, in the top ten, right? If Dave Gettleman was in Carolina, or New York Giants, still <laughs> either one, it's Gettleman one, Jordan yeah. Davis. Uh, and do you think uh, uh, it sounds like you don't have a first round grade on Devontae Wyatt? I but got an early you, second on him. Yeah. Do you think his name is called on the first night of the draft? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, me too. I and I do have a first round grade. Um, okay, moving to highest ceiling. You got a lot to pick from here. You do, and it's fun because I think we're both getting away from the two Georgia guys we just talked about, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I went with Logan Hall. Okay, so I went with a guy I have behind Logan Hall. I think Logan Hall's a better player, but I chose Perrion Winfrey. Okay, so 
I think you you can make similar arguments um, for them both. Mm-hmm. Where it, it's a little bit of projection. Uh, Logan Hall, obviously not a full-time interior defensive lineman in college. Perion Winfrey, a JC transfer, who yeah. the tape was never consistent. He didn't kind of blow up this year like he was expected to. Um, the scheme but, wasn't getting the most out of him. Yeah. Uh, Winfrey goes to, to the Senior Bowl yeah. and has an unbelievable week where he's really playing more where he's really playing more of a true three tech role. And Logan Hall uh, has a okay week. I think you I was uh, higher on his week than you you were. You uh, yeah. And but then like Logan Hall had an unbelievable combine. Yep. Uh Logan Hall adds the weight, which I think gets you excited too in that okay, he he knows he wants to play inside at the next level. And I thought his best reps at Houston came when he was playing yes. uh, a three-tech. Like, some people uh, like him outside still, but I, I totally agree. He looked way better on tape uh, as a three-tech. His – see, like, I got no problem, like, like even based on like based on tape, like, he's a top 100 player as an edge for sure. Yeah. No doubt. But I think what gets you excited is the idea of projecting him full-time inside. Yeah. And, and that, that that's not even to say – like, this is more – He's he's gonna be playing both. I think that's what the way you get the most out of him. Like p- passing downs, he's gonna be kicking inside. Rundowns, maybe he's playing a little bit more edge. Like look what Eric Armstead did, and that's my comp. Look what Eric Armstead did in have, San Francisco. I like that's an interesting one. I don't have a comp for Hall. Like I think he's just he's a tough one to comp, but that's an interesting one. I yeah, I think that's hey, fair. Part yeah, part of that too is because of the way Armstead was used is how I think you want to use Logan yeah, Hall. Yeah, where it's like Armstead was playing. Uh, on, on, on passing downs, like he was playing uh, three tech, yeah. But on, on base downs, he's playing edge, and so like he's really just rotating. Like basically, once they traded DeForest Buckner, he became their their three tech a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and it helps when you've got Nick Bosa there. But like Eric Armstead's a very good player for them, and he's in the perfect scheme that shows off his his uh, unique skill set, where it's length, power, and get off. And I think you get a similar thing with Logan Hall. Like Logan Hall. That that side like a six six interior defensive lineman who who's got the quickness he does, and the that first step he does and, and he he's got a good he's a good strong power rusher. Um, th- now I, I'd like to see him develop the hands a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when you look at him as an edge, like the worry is like he he's stiff, but on the inside he's a, he's a pl- plus athlete. On the outside, yeah. maybe not as much. Yeah, because he's really high cut and he's got like a. Uh, he's, he's, he's got a stiff lower body and like it, it affects him inside but it's not a concern inside you, you know it's funny too like using his ras as an edge he's a 6.7 as an interior defensive lineman he's a 939 mm-hmm. yeah right like that just tells you the whole story and obviously the other thing too is the thing with logan hall i i don't love the idea of him at least right now with the way his his body is body is being like asking him to hold the point yeah, he's, in, not, he's in, not very good. I mean, like he, in, he's more like just a disruptive run defender. He's not exactly like he. If yeah. you're playing him inside on rundowns, like I want him to shoot gaps, but he's a great edge setter. He 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 does a great job using his length and, and locking out on tackles and and, yeah. and protecting the edge. So it's like you get him, and it, obviously you always want a guy to go to a, a smart coordinator who's going to get the most out of them. But like Logan Hall offers so much versatility in that way, plus the athleticism, plus the power, um, plus the length. Plus, if we can develop those hands, like you see it at times, like he has heavy hands, he's got pop in his hands. Mm-hmm. I just think he needs to build on the pass rush repertoire. Uh, I think he's super interesting, and I think you can get a real defensive nightmare with him. Uh, and a, a, a smart defensive line coach will turn him into a dude. Yeah, there's some fixable, like the, like the knocks on him are pretty fixable. And I think he's got that frame to add. Like we kind of said, he's high cut and lower body's like a little stiff, but he's got the frame to add. And and even if they're not fixable, like you can hide them by moving them around. Too. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, one thing that I think can kind of just like turn him to the next level like easily. I think like he's got a great get off, like you said earlier. But I think he's a little like a hair slow reacting to the snap. So I think just you know working on that timing, the, the timing. Yeah. Learning how to how to jump the snap. Or it's, even... it's funny. It's funny because I I've started on the edges and watching Kayvon Thibodeau time the snap is so ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just like he yeah. has a sense for it where and you you can tell like he he is obviously a freak show athlete. Yeah. Um. 
but there are other freak show athletes who just don't have the same sense for timing that snap, and that that's such a good point. And yeah, like it gets some of the some of the you know interior guys in trouble at times. But you got the ball right in front of you, like you got no excuse not to get off the ball, as my coach would always say, um, <laughs> or to jump offside. Yeah, I, I know. Like he's and I honestly like he, like he like you said he sets a good edge, but like that stack and sheds a little lacking at time. Like I just think he's the eyes aren't there sometimes. But then I, I think like just when you're letting him be him inside as a run defender, like just kind of making disruptive, shooting that gap, like you said. And I think he knows like how to use his quicks, knows how to scrape the angles to, to play the run inside. I think that that that's gonna keep coming in time, and he's gonna be a really impressive player. Um, I, I I have him above Perron Winfrey, but I think Perron Winfrey when you you know you're six four two ninety like another f- big old freak with that f- freaky length, the thirty five and a half uh, quarter arms. Um, didn't test fully, but he ran a four eight nine. That's gonna check the box there. Like you said, it was just a ma- mammoth at the Senior Bowl, unblockable. And I really just don't think the scheme was getting the most out of him. Like they had that you know slanting scheme where that's not what he wants to be. Like you said, or not what he should be. Like you said, you just let him play that three tech at the Senior Bowl. He looked good. Um, still only twenty one years old. He's like pterodactyl up top. You know, big time heavy hands. He's got that great energy and fire. He's got that explosive get off. He's got the motor. Um, like, I think he like, does have a great motor. Yeah, like moving up and down the line uh, as a run defender all kind of checks everything there. His hands are really – he's really inconsistent. That, that's the big thing. That's, and, and that shows up on tape, and, and that was my big, biggest thing holding me back about him is, he one, he's not the biggest guy, and two, the, just the hands aren't there. Yeah, and I think – yeah, definitely. And similar to Logan Hall, I think Logan Hall is a better player. Uh, similar to Logan Hall, high cut kind of a linear lower body, kind of tight in the lower body. Um, can be a tick slow off the snap, I think, too. Can, unlocking that is 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 big. And less like Logan Hall, he's got that big time bull in a china shot feel. Um, yeah. And unlike Hall also, the, when you see him off the edge a couple times, and it's kind of like not really lined up, but just attacking the tackle. Kind of aimless there. So he's, he's you know, there's no there's no versatility there. Um, and just the, hand, the hands are so inconsistent. And he's a little off balance. But... When it all comes together, man, he's really fucking good. And I really like that he's just, like, that massive wingspan and that quickness combined is just, like, he he's going to make the tackle when he's close to the running back. Like, he's, he's a really sure tackler. I, I do worry about rundowns with him. Yeah. Because, like you, like you said, there's not a ton of sand in his pants. Like, yeah. is he going to be able to anchor down uh, and kind of hold the point? Because he does get moved around a little bit there. Yeah, I think I think that comes with just the hand usage. And that's a still a question mark, definitely. But like he's got that upper body power and the length to, to, to you know stay away from the blocks. Yeah. He's they're both really interesting prospects. I think they both go in the second round. Yeah, um, I agree. Or that's where they should go at least. But yeah, I, I mean I don't think Winfrey's gonna creep up. Hall's got a chance to creep up. But yeah, I, I think both of them massive ceilings and really interesting dudes. Going to value pick now, this is a good group for it. We're talking day three interior defensive lineman that that you think can at least be in the rotation early in their career and ha- have an impact there, maybe develop into something more. But I, I would say at bare minimum, be like a consistent rotational guy for their career. I'm going for a boomer bust. Uh, I'm going for a guy that just hasn't been on the field a lot. He, he played five games last year, tore his ACL. Yeah, that's a good pick. Took the COVID year off. Uh, converted linebacker from UCF, uh, Kalia Davis, who is that, yeah. is that, that, that real, you know, Gap shooting three tech at six one three zero one, looks like a freaky athlete. Like a super quick get off, um, like just just will create so much havoc just by getting the get off and and the thump to blow up run plays. Um, he he, I think is the definition of the bull in the china shop in this class. Yeah, like he plays, he is chaos. Sometimes it's controlled and sometimes it's not. Yeah, and sometimes it works out really well and sometimes it doesn't. But at minimum, you're having a good time watching Cleo Davis play football. Yeah, and that natural leverage, man. He forklifts dudes. Uh, he's got that. He, he put up thirty reps too, so like it's not just the leverage. He's, he's strong. He, uh, you know, he he is. He's like a little fucking ball of rage. Yeah, I love him. And I will. I will say he, though, his motor runs hot and cold, which I think unlocking that it's a little thing. And like he's got that squatty frame with some sloppy weight in the middle. I think like just getting to the NFL. And work. I, I'm higher on him than I think he will go. I mean, I know some people are pretty high on him, but like I got a borderline top 100 grade on him because of, for the potential. And if he didn't get hurt, yeah, like if, if like he's played in like 13 like, games in three years or something. Yeah, yeah. I think like five games the last uh, two years. Oh yeah, five games the last two years. He took 2020 off, which is so always just a, like, which is always a bump for me, by the way. 
It's just like, I wonder what way we'd be talking about if he didn't get hurt. Like, because you throw on that Boise State game. Yeah, I watched that game. And it's just, it is so much fun. And just the combination of quickness and leverage. Yeah. Ju- like, no it's one can thing. block like, him in that game. Yeah. And the, those are, like, just the, the two funnest traits to find in a undersized interior defensive lineman who just... It's reminiscent of Grady Jarrett, is all I'm going to say. But <laughs> Jesus, I have a Grady Jarrett comp, but it's not on him. I'm not, not the comp. That's the high comp. You know who he kind of reminds me of with that like that the chubby body, the motor, the the ability to ex- like he he's not, but he kind of reminds me of Puna. That's like my my regular comp. No, I I I, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good pick. That's that's uh very much a, sw- a good swing for the fences in the fourth round. Yeah, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I got I got a late third, early fourth. But, but like you're thinking, he goes in the fourth. Realistically, yeah, exactly. I like that swing. I mean, he's better than his team, or not? I don't know if they played. Either. They couldn't have played together. Maybe they did. Tristan, he's better than Tristan Hill. I'll tell you that he's for better sure. Than Tristan Hill. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, no, that's a fun one where it's like in three years he could be out of the league or he could be in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah. I, and I don't, I don't particularly know which it will be. No, I have no um, idea. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a far safer pick. Uh, I think one of the, the the guys in this class who brings a great combination of versatility and size uh, quickly became a guy I would bang the table for. Ioma Uwazariki mm-hmm. from Iowa State, six uh, six, three hundred and sixteen pounder, um, who four year starter for the Cyclones. Yep. Played five tech, played nose, played four eye, like all the interior spots you need. He plays. Uh, I think he's a guy who can immediately impact your rotation. Maybe he's not playing like fifty snaps a game, but like I think he he'll quickly be a guy who's playing like fifteen to twenty snaps a game. Yeah. Um. In a three man front, like yeah, he can play nose. He can play. He can play five tech. Um. On, on base downs, like I think he. He's at his best probably as a guy who's playing one tech in the NFL. Um, just I lo- love the combination of s- athleticism for his size. Like he's mm-hmm. quite nimble for his size, I thought. Uh, and then the length he he uses the length really yeah, well. He plays that's, good that's leverage. Yeah, he good leverage despite being six six. He he does a good job occupying blocks. He's got a little bit of pass rush to him too. Like he he he's learning. I think learning to use his hands. He's got a nice little bull rush to him. Um, yeah, he's got like a powerful I, upper body. Like, like he's probably uh, like a guy. I think probably goes in the fifth round. That's where I got him. Um, early fifth, yeah. Yeah, and like a, a guy who I like. Do I think he becomes a like big time NFL starter? No, but I think he's going to be in our rotation for years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, there is some pass rush. Like he's almost got that like bull in a china shop feel at times when, as a pass rusher. Uh, but yeah, I, as a as a because you can just wreck the middle of the defense kind of thing, um, <laughs> and yeah, like but that that length is such a weapon. He's got another guy that checks that thirty five inch arm box, that six six frame, uh, with strong hands, really good motor. Like you said, I, I like he's not like super smooth moving laterally, laterally, and he's kind of like his eyes could use some work. I think I think just uh, too gappy and such. But like, no, I I like I like uh, Uzariki a lot. I think he's a good he's- player. I like getting the fifth. Like I agree. I think you're taking the fifth, and you're not going to be upset about it at all because you're getting a guy that plays a lot of football for you. He's uh he's from Detroit, so I don't know how he ended up at Iowa I, State. I, know. I looked at that too, especially being as big as he was. Oh, he, he was recruited by Michigan State, though. Okay. Yeah, didn't, um, he didn't want to follow that Michigan State IDL history. I don't blame him. No, same. Agreed. But no, it's always exciting to see a guy that size playing kind of all over. Yeah. No, I know. He just did so much for it. He's, for it's a fun group. Old, older, uh, pro- lots of twenty-four-year-old prospects in this group, by the way. It's COVID so, year, baby. So is Wyatt twenty-four. I feel like that doesn't get talked about. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Um, I will say that there there have there have been some uh, tiebreakers that I've just used age on. <laughs> um, okay, going to sleeper now. We're we're talking probably sixth round, seventh round, maybe. Guy, you you want to bet? Maybe you know you know maybe even the fifth round. Guy, you want. You, you you either think could be that Uwazariki type find a role in a rotation, or maybe a guy who can be more of that Kalia Davis big-time swing type uh, mid to late day three. So uh, maybe a little bit of a cheat from AJ, but uh, uh, Uwazariki is my number 11. This is my number 10 guy. I got him like neck and neck early fifth round grades. Um, but he didn't get a combine invite, so I think you automatically get – you get you can be a same guy with me. that. Eric Johnson, yeah. Missouri State. Yeah. 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 
No, no I think I think he's by the way. Yeah. using the 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 non combine invite makes him the perfect pick for this. Plus, he yeah. wasn't originally supposed to be at the Senior Bowl. He got called up and then was so, for awesome. some reason the the best person there. He was awesome. Uh, he was just a ball of energy, man. Like I I loved him. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, yeah everyone came away from the week uh, being excited about him, and then he tested really yeah. well at the pro day. I still don't get the no combine invite thing. I think he was a four-year starter for Missouri State. Uh, 6'4", 299, over 34-inch arms, really long. Mm-hmm. Ran a 4'8", 8. Uh, he, he's a guy who just, you bet on the, that, that twitch. You bet on him showing up to the Senior Bowl and playing with the big boys. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of pass rush to him. Like I don't think he knows how to use his hands at all. That's it. Plays his l- hands are super underdeveloped, and he plays high, and he's got no counters, but yeah. Because <laughs> because he didn't need to at Missouri State, he was longer, more athletic, yeah. and more powerful than everyone. So he's just blowing yeah. everyone off the ball. So if you can kind of hone in on that, I think it's pretty exciting. And he's also a guy who can play around the the like he at Missouri State primarily played three tech, but like at the senior bowl he was playing edge. Hmm. Like he he's a guy who the athleticism and length can allow you to get a little more funky with him. Yeah, it's a good one. Like strong, like you see, like strong hands. He can knife between those blocks. Uh, the lateral movement skills show up. He's got like a really good closing berth to, clo- to close on the uh, quarterback. Uh, like grippy hands, you know, just gripping, ripping off the lineman. And like I know he's, I'm watching against like who is it? UT Martin or whatever. But like, yeah, good, good, good sinking in the sips. He's not getting derooted there. So I think like yeah, I don't. I mean, he's got some upside because if you can unlock those hands, that's gonna be interesting. But. I also don't think like he's he's like a huge project. Like I think like he can hang around for for a good while. You know, and just be a good rotation guy. Yeah, I'm with you. And then our deep sleeper is both Ralph Holly of Western Michigan. No, I knew you were gonna rap Holly, so I audibled. Okay, well I'm we were at Holly for life on this uh, I podcast. I just so did I it him. To, to let you have him is why. Yeah, twitchy, gap shooting, crazy MF for six one two ninety seven. Didn't get. What did he play at the Hulu Bowl? Hula Bowl? If you come off the bench at the Hula Bowl, uh, wasn't at the combine. I don't know. This guy wrecked shit in the MAC for four years. I'm, uh, I, getting him as a priority free agent. I'm, I'm with it. Guy who played up and down that D line too. He played nose. He played edge. He played three tech. Obviously, he's a three tech, uh, in the NFL. But I'm he too, tested I'm well too. Like it's yeah, he tested really well. Yeah, it's like it's me, you, and Ralph against the world. I don't get why there's no love for for, for the Hall man out there. Uh, like he threw in the Michigan game this year, he, he played well against Michigan. Like, you know, he's he, you know he's getting stuck on blocks at times. So there's no counters. He's playing high, like like a classic Knox. But that good get off, that that the, the athleticism, he te- matched it with the testing. Um, the the nice pop with his hands. Uh, he's got a good like swip, uh, swipe to win quick. Uh, and you know he, he he knocks a lot of balls down. I always appreciate that in an IDL. Um, I do too. I feel like it's just a football instincts if you're doing that it, on the exactly. D-line. It's just exactly. It's like a guy I wanna I wanna bet on. Um, no, uh, so I, all those pieces together, it's I don't who'd know. Who'd you man. pick? You sound like you love him. So who'd you pick? I picked uh, App State's Demetrius Taylor, who. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I like Demetrius Taylor. Really interesting guy. Super productive. Uh, like I don't know. Like. Like twenty five career sacks, I believe, a bunch of pressures. Uh, another another smaller guy, six foot two eighty nine. Um, really solid testing. I, I thought the testing would look better. Played a lot of five tech for, for App State, which I don't think is his is his spot in the NFL. I'm moving into three tech. He's got that squatty frame, like I mentioned, but good quickness, nice burst. Uh, seeing him come off the edge, he he's, he looked pretty interesting. He had a one um one rep. Uh, who was it against? Uh, Coastal Carolina. Which is obviously the the cream of the crop there. He just like one, one arm stab, like just jack the left tackle up and back into the quarterback, and then finish the sack too. I, I love that. He's got the natural leverage, uh, really good motor. Um, like he just splitting blocks, shooting gaps, making the plays in the backfield. Uh, I like all that. Um, another guy like just a little high, a little slow off the line at times. He's kind of he's going to struggle against count, uh, doubles. Not really any counters in him. Like if he just kind of stalls off the line, like the bull doesn't work. It's it's not really doing anything. Like the lack of length hurts him, but uh, I got a draftable grade on him. I don't think he's going to get drafted, but all the traits are there. I, I think he's, I think there's something really interesting with Demetrius Taylor. You ready for the deep deep sleeper? Uh, please. So Sam Roberts of Northwest Missouri State couldn't find any tape on him. Don't care. <laughs> Found a highlight tape and I watched it. 
And oh my god. He just, like, the second the ball snaps, he's th- he just, like, throws guards. And it is comical. He's just so much better than everyone on that field. I have to assume he's he's worth bringing in as a priority free agent. Sam Roberts? Sam Roberts of Northwest Missouri so, State. So you can say when he comes off the ball, there's a brother down. I hate you. I'm walking off the show with that one. Um, <laughs> can, I, can I give you a regular sleeper that isn't in my top uh, – well, no, I sorry, no, we'll get him. We'll we'll get him. We'll get him. Don't worry. Okay, we'll get him. Yeah. Wild card, wild card. We're talking guy who could, you just don't know where he's going. Yeah, uh, I went with Demarvin Leal. He's the perfect. He he is. If you made a list of the five biggest wild cards in this draft, he'd probably be on it. <laughs> yeah. For, former five star who's been hyped for three years, um, was productive this year too. Mm-hmm. He didn't have sex. Uh, didn't have TFLs. But didn't really, like, when you watch the tape, it's not as good as maybe the numbers say. And it's a little bit of, I think, overhype maybe. Uh, I, I think last year's tape was better than this year's. I thought he was better in 2020. Um, and and I think the, the five-star pedigree gave him more of a boost at times this year than, than the play deserved. Mm. Uh, saying that, I feel like we've gone so far the other way now. Yeah. That like at, at least as the narrative that like it's it's overblown because he's still got I think very good tape. Um, he was super productive. He like I feel like people think he tested poorly, but he didn't. Like he didn't. No. And it's like obviously he's not the biggest guy. He's two eighty three at six four, but like he 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 checked the boxes athletically like more than checked the boxes really. Um. And so I, I just think we've gone so, and he's a younger guy too. Yeah. So we've gone so far the other way that like he just isn't talked about anymore. And I want, I, I just wonder what the NFL's thinking with him. Like obviously he's not the guy who's going to go in the first round that we thought at times a year ago yeah. at this time maybe. Yeah. Um, but how far is he really going to fall when he's a guy who's another guy's played everywhere? Like he he. He primarily is playing five tech at A and M, but like he he can play three and a, he can play kind of four. I he played some edge, yeah, and I, I don't know what his best spot is. I think that's enough. I, I think he's a tweener, but like no, and I think you need to get him with a a, a team with a strong defensive coaching staff in place and not a need for him to play any one spot early. Yeah, no, that's but because he is he is very much a tweener. Yeah, um, so. Like he, if he went fifty, wouldn't be surprised. If he went a hundred, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the upside is there, but also I think he can just kind of be a solid piece on the line. Like he's got a good I do motor. Too. Like, like I think he's he's safer, and he's less boomer bust than it's been made out to be. Yeah, exactly. And his ceiling's just not as high as we once thought, but exactly. his floor is higher. Exactly. Which is, it's almost like if you had a different label on him, or you know, if he was, if he had a different name. People will be like, "Oh, I just found this guy, and I really like him. He's gonna go in the second round." Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Like he's never on the ground. He's strong. Uh, like his hands and feet work well together. He's got good bend and like a fluid mover for his side. And like, I think like I worship getting a solid dude. Now again, yeah. you, you, you throw on the the Bama tape and, and the uh, Mississippi State tape. Uh, Evan Neal and and, uh, and Cross were just were just it was easy work for them. That 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 is such a fun game to watch for Charles Cross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy uh, work, but yeah. Um, I I I kind of hope he ends up in, a, in with a team like he would he'd be a, a good developmental starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, I mean, they love the maroon goons and we we do side. we yeah. do we do. Uh, so your best bet was Jordan Davis, mine's Devontae White. Exactly, exactly. Well, let me tell you what every listener's best bet is. It's Athletic Greens because it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And don't forget to subscribe to ColorCast via the App Store. 
ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app by downloading it in the iOS App Store, create a profile, linking your Twitter, and bringing your spiciest takes. Okay. We're both kind of in the camp of about 20 interior defensive linemen are going to get drafted. So we're, do- we're going to do our top 20. We'll rapid fire 20 to 11. Um, give me your first five. Uh, number 20 for me is Demetrius Taylor. That's where I got him. Uh, mid-seventh round grade. Uh, 19 is is from the best university in all the land, Chris Hinton. Got him mid-seventh. Uh, 18, one of those uh, run stuff and nose tackles from UK, Marquand McCall. Got an early seventh on him. Uh, 17. Uh, these, these next two guys have seen like people all over the place on them. Lots of big fans. Uh, I got Thomas Booker, 17. Uh, I got a late six on him out of Stanford. And uh, 16, I got John Ridgeway. Uh, I wasn't too big of a fan on his, of his. I got an early six-round grade on him. All right, we're going to have a fairly vastly different-looking uh, group here, I think. Uh, 20 for me is Cincinnati's Curtis Brooks with a seventh-round grade. I like Curtis Brooks. 19, and tested unbelievably. 19 is Haskell Garrett of Ohio State with a 7th round grade. 18, DJ Davidson, big old nose tackle from Arizona State with a 6th round grade. 17, I can't kick him. Ralph Hawley of Western Michigan with a 6th round grade. <laughs> I respect uh, it so much. And then 16, Jaden Peavy of Texas A&M with a 5th round grade. Peavy is my guy who is going to list as my other sleeper, if I may talk about him. I like Peavy a lot. I got a mid-5th he, on him. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a guy who... Big recruit, big pedigree, started for years. If you play him kind of primarily as a one-tech, yeah. I think he's really interesting with that length and power. Yeah, because he's 6'5", 308, 35.5-inch arms, like you just said. Uh, he's he's another guy really focused on batting balls down. Really good at it. Eight, eight career uh, knockdowns for it just in 2021. Had a pick in 2021 against uh, Colorado, too. And, like, he's very aware of it. Got four block hits in his career, too. Yeah, like, powerful hands. Uh, it kind of flashes some quick get off. Like when he uses his hands well, like, he kind of destroys some blocks. I, I like him. I like him quite a bit. He's upright. Another guy that's upright and not that great of a mover, you know, heavy legs, but uh, interesting guy. And yeah, as a one tech, I like him and he's going to be in my like, next group here. Yeah. He's a fun guy to bet on, on I think mid day three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it goes back to the point. There's a lot of guys who I think one tech or nose tackle types in this class. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there really are. By the way, Haskell Garrett's also seventh round grade for me. He's a, he's my 21. Okay. Uh, just to throw that out there. Uh, 15 is where I got Curtis Brooks. I like Curtis Brooks a lot. I got an early six-round grade. thought of him for one of my sleepy picks, too. I like He's him. a There's fun, a lot of, fun player. He is. He is. He just seems to always be making, like, it's plus, like, okay, ridiculously athletic, great, played on great defense, played up and down the D-line. Yeah. And just always seems to be making a play. Yeah. No, for real. And he's undersized. He's an older prospect. But yeah, that that he's just like you know he's got the ability to get sm- get small in the gaps and using he's his the quickness. most yeah. unheralded of the Bearcats defenders. It felt like who who yeah. was productive. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, I, I like I like Brooks or something there with him for sure. Uh, Fourteen is where I got a uh, Otito Obania from UCLA. Hey, finish your drink, our boy. <laughs> I got a mid to late fifth on him. Thirteen, I got Jaden Peavy here. I got a mid fifth. Uh, Twelve, we mentioned him already. Neil Farrell, the old yeah. the old nose tackle go early fifth. You were happy taking him there, exactly. And eleven is where I got uh, Ioma Uwazariki, uh, also an early fifth round grade. Nice. Okay, fifteen. I got Eric Johnson, Missouri State, with a fifth. Fourteen, Otito Ogbanya of UCLA, with a fifth. Thirteen, Neil Farrell of LSU, with a fifth. Twelve, Thomas Booker of Stanford, with a fifth. And eleven, John Ridgeway of Arkansas, with a fifth. Can we talk um, a little Booker and Ridgeway? Yeah, so Booker is a uh, swing for the fences, twitchy. N- n- I didn't think got put in a lot of spots that allowed him to show off what his skill set is because he yeah. should be being he's playing playing a lot in three man fronts. He should be a th- gap shooting three tech who who doesn't two gap. Yeah, that's um, fair. also just, super um, smart dude who's an academic husband. Like he's got everything you kind of want to bet on. It's just yeah, I think that's fair. Like the tape is not like just not there. I, I'm I'm happy to take a guy like that in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Just the athletic makeup, the character makeup, um, and just hope I can develop him. And, and he seems like a guy who's going to commit himself to it. So I think that that he's he's a he's a fun, interesting player. 
I just think um, like, he, he, he is. He is. I just don't like him. I mean, I didn't really realize how much people, some people like him until like today after I did. Wait, wait, how did they like him? Uh, I forget who it was. People are like kind of like sne- talking about it was like a sneaky, a sneaky back half of of uh, day, you know, of the yeah, day two. I don't like him like that. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But like, yeah, fifth, sixth, I'll take him for sure. But I just think uh, a little high and you know, kind of can get like washed a bit in the run. Ridgeway to me, Ridgeway's a grown ass man with grown ass man strength. He plays high because he's so tall. I just think he's a really safe plug and play nose. You know what? I don't know if it's the game games I did. I saw him getting knocked off his base way more than you like. Uh, he, like you said, he plays high. I see him getting moved by doubles. I don't think the anchor's as good as advertised. Um, Derek Brown can go 7th. John Ridgway <laughs> can go 27th. I liked him at the Senior Bowl. He had a really good Senior Bowl. Just he sheer did. power. Uh, and you know, I just thought, like, okay, he's got to improve his hands and keep uh, his feet no. a little bit better. But he was getting he, moved. I don't know. Like, Ben Brown back, was giving him hell. Yeah. Thinking back to what you said about Booker, I, I've seen some people high on Ridgeway. Yeah, yeah. And and the problem with that to me too is, I would way rather take Neil, Neil Farrell or Tito Ogbonia in the fifth round yeah. as nose tackles yeah. than John Ridgeway at the end of the third. You know what I mean? It's not even like, close. I I mean I think Neil Farrell's a better player. Oh, and same it. same with same with just throw another guy like maybe not the same type of interior guy, but Jaden Peavy. Uh, yeah. More of a more of a one tech than a true nose, but like another yeah. big long guy. Um, yeah, like I don't think there's a ton of dif- distance between Ridgeway, Farrell, and Ogbonia. No, I totally agree, and they're my uh, 12, 14, or 16. E- even, even like I, I think DJ Davidson's not that far off. Uh, yeah, from some of these guys, I, I like DJ Davidson. Yeah, but, um, like Davidson, if you're getting him in this, I got like he's one of my he's my second UDFA. And like you, you already mentioned McCall like too, and yeah, there's there's a couple priority free agent nose tackle types too. Um, I think like nose tackles. Yeah, there is a lot of nose tackles. I don't think Ridgeway's bad, and you know you like the wrestling background. He he seems like a motherfucker, but I don't know. Like the games where he's playing the better, you know, fronts in the SEC, he just really was unproductive. Uh, any comps you want to hear before we get to our top ten? Uh, Neil Farrell, Eddie Goldman. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Uh, who's your Ridgeway comp? Daquan Jones. Okay. Uh, who's your Garrett comp? Who's my who? Haskell Garrett Kampf. Uh, Do I have one? I don't have one. Yeah, he didn't deserve one. I totally agree. Did you get to Matt Henningsen from Wisconsin? Yeah. What do you think of him? I know this is a bit of a throw. I got, I got a late seventh on him. The testing is there. Uh, another super intelligent dude. That's a guy I seventh I'm betting on. Tape doesn't yeah, match so up. Not very productive, but I like him. Priority free agent guy. But Yeah, yeah. I'm right there. I'd like the guy, you know. Last ten picks of the draft, he's sitting there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock him down instead of making the call. I think, though, but yeah, yeah. That's the, and that's why, like, I don't know what the verdict is on Curtis Brooks, but mm, yeah, like, why wouldn't you bet on him in the seventh? I think realistically, he's that same range. Uh, like to me, like if I was running the show, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not even running this show. No, no, and you never will be because <laughs> you're not the one who brought the Jonathan Hankins comp for Tito Ogbonia to the table. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Okay, give me your 10 to, 10 to um, 6. Uh, number 10 for me is Eric Johnson. I got an early 5th, so we're not far off. It's just like See, I've that's got... the thing. I, my, my, my 9 to 16 all have 5th round grades. Yeah, so I, I got like no 4ths. I got like a couple. My, my, yeah, I got same. a big jump to 9. <laughs> I, that's okay. weird. I got a big jump to 9, and I like that my number 9. Uh, anyways, uh, Eric Johnson, my comp is Quan Short. I kind of think of a good one. Uh, well, that's a big-ass comp. Yeah, I like Johnson. I like Johnson. I Number give him nine. Chris Wormley. I saw. I saw that. I'm like he's better than Chris Wormley. No offense to the worm. Uh, <laughs> Number nine. I got Matthew Butler here from from Tennessee. Uh, late third, early fourth. I like Matthew Butler. Uh, my comp. Speaking of Michigan, I give him a Mohurst comp who just got cut. So uh, not great. Sorry, sorry, Butler. Uh, eight is where I got Khalil Davis. Uh, late third, early fourth. I'm gonna risk it for there. And I already said he could be great, Jarrett. He maybe could be Puna Ford. I don't know. He's 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 the fucking he's the real wild card in this group. Uh, seven is for me is Fedarian Mathis. Not a wild card. Yeah, finish your drink. I got an early third. The uh, perfect seventh interior defensive lineman. Exactly. I always said that. Uh, my comp is longer. BJ Hill. Um, oh. <laughs> number six is where I got to Marvin Leal. I got a late nice, second, yeah. early third. Speaking of uh, Seahawks, I know we weren't well Puna. I gave him a Bryce Fisher comp. A bit of a throwback. Bryce Fisher was good. Okay, 10, I got uh, your boy, Khalil Davis, fifth round grade. 
Senderic Markskamp. That's, that's a good one. I like. I I thought about that one. Nine. I got my boy Ioma Uzuriki of Iowa State, fifth round grade with a Tyson Alu Alu comp. That's a, a good long, one. I like that one. A, I like that one. Like a longer Alu Alu. Yeah. Um. Eight. I got Matthew Butler, Tennessee, fourth round grade, a, a, a longer Larry Ogunjobi. Interesting. Se- seven. I got Fedarian Maths of Alabama, third round grade, and Ashawn Robinson comp. That's a good one. You just stick Alabama comps on Alabama. It's course. so easy. Yeah. So recipe for success. Six to Marvin Leal. Uh, third round grade with a uh, Danico Autry comp. Oh, I like that one. That's a good one. Um, Thank you. Uh, Matthew Butler. You want to talk Matthew Butler? Yeah, Ma- Ma- Matthew Butler's a guy who in in glimpses, like if you cut a highlight tape together with his mm-hmm. highlights, like you'd be like, oh, this guy's a player. Yeah. But then there there are other stretches where it's just not there for him. Yeah. He really just wins on being first off the ball, shoots gaps. Just a really good effort. athlete, penetrator, big yeah. effort. Just doesn't use his hands, uh, and that's the biggest thing. Like big time improvement with his hands. Yeah, yeah. Like his hands are rough, and there's just no pass rush plan. But if you're letting him shoot gaps on rundowns, he is a hell of a lot. Yeah, of yeah. Like he's just fucking claws his way to the football. He's so good. He comes off low. I, I like all the pieces. The good, good get off, like you mentioned, the quicks. But I do think like he's got it like a good feel for like attacking the blocker's edge and finding that weak spot in the line. Like, like you said, shooting the gaps. So I think if you can just fix those hands up a bit, you're going to get a good football player. Um, Mathis is just, to me, so so safe, so mm-hmm. easy. Yep. He's going to play, play in your rotation. He can play anywhere in the interior, yeah. uh, which he did at Alabama. He's yep. nothing special as an athlete. He can push the pocket a little bit on passing downs. But you're drafting him for the effort and the ability against the run. Like, yeah. he's just... Plays with really good leverage, really, really good pop in his hands. Um, Usually can that sit down, well. Yeah, yeah can lock guys out, can sit down, occupy yeah. blocks. Like, refuses to get moved against the run. Yeah, like, I, you're taking Federian Mathis in the third round, and, like, you're feeling so good about him immediately having an impact on your defense. Well, and, like, he's going to come in and seem like an NFL vet. Yeah, he's got the NFL body already. He's thick throughout, got that length. And I, you know what? For a guy that's you know not like a big time move or anything, he he flows well down the line, and he's high effort outside, like outside the tackle box. Um, I, I like it. I, I think he's he's going to be just a really really solid run stopper for a long time. Um, and then we already talked about Leal. So want to give me your uh your your five to one? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, number five here, I got Perion Winfrey. We talked about it a lot already. Late second round Same. grade, I got a Nick Fairley comp on him. Uh, number four for me is Logan Hall, mid to late second round grade. Interesting guy. We talked a lot. I don't have a good comp. I, I couldn't get one. You got the Eric Armstead comp. Uh, number three for me is Travis Jones from UConn, baby. The same top five. Mid second round grade. No, we're ta- we're different at the top, don't we? Uh, I got Marcel Darius comp on him, and then two I got Devontae Wyatt early second. No, we have the same top five. Shit, Tank Johnson comp on Devontae Wyatt. Oh, that's uh, fun. And <laughs> Jordan Davis. I got a late first round grade, and my comp is the closest thing we'll ever see to a grizzly bear playing football because I think that's the only comp for him. Not a polar bear? No, polar bears are too big. He's I literally googled <laughs> this. He is like the same size as an adult female grizzly bear, and I think just he looks like that. He just you know he's just swatting his hands around. He pops up high like a grizzly bear, you know, and they're intimidating. Uh, and, and they fucking run. And they can run like freaks. But you don't think they're going to be great athletes and they get out there and they're chasing you down, you know, from 100 feet and you're dead. What? what I don't know what you're doing in your free time, but it's concerning. Uh, <laughs> okay, five, Perion Winfrey of Oklahoma with a third round grade and a J-Rat left comp. Four, <laughs> I like that one, yeah. Logan Hall, second round, Eric Armstead comp. Third, three, Travis Jones of UConn, second round, Pat Williams comp. Two, Devontae White of Georgia, first round grade, Greg Jarrett comp. One, Jordan Davis, first round grade, John Henderson comp. Um, yeah, I went a little bit back and forth on Davis and White for who'd be my one. Um, just because, again, I, I think White's a safer all-around player. It The age... Yeah. Did kind of factor into this a little bit. Yeah, me, me uh, too. Me too. Th- and then just we haven't the the freakish size and athleticism of Jordan Davis and knowing bear. knowing he he's gonna immediately be one of the best run defenders in the league. I was just like, it's not maybe it's not sexy on passing downs, but I just have a hard time 
seeing him not work out uh, and not be such a disruptive player. And, like, I also think the team that drafts him is probably going to be a team that I assume understands how to use him as that, that, like, I just really want him to be on the Chargers. I was going to ask, where do you want him to land? And that's like, I want him with the Chargers. Now, I don't know if he'll be there at this point. I have no idea where he could go. I do get scared about the idea of him going somewhere stupid and bad. Like, I don't want him to be on the Houston Texans. I was literally about to say the Houston Texans. (laughs) Like, if he went to Baltimore, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would hate that as a Steelers fan. If he goes to Baltimore, you can start measuring him for, for, for for the gold jacket, I think. Like, it's going to take I you a long time. So ba- Baltimore is his best case. Chargers <laughs> is the funnest case. I like that. And the most realistic case is the Houston Texans at 13. <laughs> but um, but f- from the Texans' perspective, let's throw this out there. One, he's like feels like that like safe. You know, your team is in shambles. Let's get this type of dude in there, and you're going to love him. Marketable. Marketable, too. Um, and two, uh, stopping Derrick Henry. you got to do it twice. Just draft Trevon Walker third and, and, and Jordan Davis third. They 13. might as well. They might as well, for real. Watch, they're going to take Jordan Davis third. I'd respect it. I'd be happy. I'd celebrate it because it's another player that is going down the Seahawks. But anyways, uh, Travis Jones. Travis Jones, the only guy we haven't talked about. Travis Jones is the the man in most drafts Travis Jones is the clear cut number one nose tackle yeah uh, just so happens there's potentially a generational one in this group he's a freak show athlete at 6'4 325 mm-hmm. he plays mad he, he he plays with so much power he plays with pretty terrific leverage he's got the lateral agility to make things yeah. happen he's not his power rush I, I think he's a more consistent power pocket pusher than Jordan Davis yes yeah he is um i Removing my biases, I would rather take Travis Jones in the second round if he's there than Jordan Davis in the first round. Like, Agree. I just yeah. think that's smarter football. Yeah, uh, the, the gap now, between Jones's floor is really high. Like I, Jones is a really great player and a really safe player. He was ridiculously productive at UConn for three years. Um, like if if you I, I've got uh most of these guys were three and four year starters by the way it's a really experienced group I think Logan Hall is the only guy who didn't in my top ten who didn't start for uh Kalia Davis and him are the only two who didn't start for uh and but Davis would have if he didn't opt out uh who didn't start for more than two years um but if you look at production Uzariki first of all is the most productive uh Matthew Butler I think is the second most productive. But, uh, and DeMarvin Leal was really productive. But of the top guys, like, Travis Jones was more more sacks, more uh, more TFLs, and, and more overall tackles than uh, Davis and Wyatt. And I know that doesn't necessarily mean anything. If they're on a per-snap basis, I'm sure Davis and Wyatt got him beat, though. But yeah. Yeah. But it just goes to show, like, what he was doing on a horrible UConn team. Like, you watch him against Clemson. He didn't leave the field. Yeah, like this man played every freaking snap, and then I mean, you 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 factor in how great he was at the Senior Bowl too. He's one of the best guys at the Senior Bowl, and then tests unbelievably well. And like, I, I don't think either of us are surprised if he ends up in the back uh, of the first round. I know, like this is just to, just to convey this how much you know Davis and Wyatt were getting rotated uh, for very good reason because they're deep as fuck, and Jones just didn't leave the field. I think I think Davis and Wyatt's the the all twenty two was about like nine minute cuts. I think even against Clemson, like nine minute cuts. Uh, or maybe it was against Alabama, and you throw on Travis Jones against Clemson, and it was uh, like forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to put it that way, and yeah, maybe, and, maybe they got a worse cutter at Clemson, but and like it's hard to put up numbers when you're less fresh and you're three hundred and twenty-five pound yes. nose tackle. Like that's yes. the thing. Like I'm not worried. Like where as you could get worried about Jordan Davis getting in shape, I'm not worried about that with Travis Jones. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. He's just like that wide, strong frame, good length, like like uh, Davis. And he's a goddamn load, man. Like, we saw him at the Senior Bowl. He was just too strong for all of those offensive linemen. Uh, and like, I think there's some pass rush upside. Like, I I, th- I think that's there, too. So, like, I think you're getting an all-around. Like, worst comes to worst, you're getting a really, really good run defender. Um, not very developed as a pass rusher, but uh, the, the talent is there. And, like, the athleticism is there. Um, and, like, he flashes some more quickness than you'd expect. And he sometimes he just tosses, dude. And he's just consistently shedding his block on the run. Like he's gonna be a run uh, a plus run defender uh, immediately immediately. Yeah, um, big, definitely. Yeah, and a great motor too. I, I'm not like Travis Jones is low key one of the safest dudes in the class. Yeah, like I feel like I feel very 
confident in Devontae White and Travis Jones being starters for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. And Jordan Davis can do too. Yeah, well, I'm confident, like I said, I'm confident Jordan Davis can be one of the best round defenders in the league immediately. Uh, And I think at minimum, Wyatt Wyatt and Jones are are long-term productive plus starters. Mm -hmm. And then then you get to Hall, Winfrey, and Leal. They're all bigger, more interesting swings. That's why this group's fun. Then then you get to Federi and Mathis, who's like real real safe, and Matthew Butler's the polar opposite of him. And I got Clea Davis in between them, who's literally the... Bustiest, yeah. Yeah, and, and then <laughs> then you get you get you get more into the the guys who I think are more rotational. It, it, it's fun. I feel like people aren't giving this this ideal class its due. Um, you just like, like we like nose tackles a lot though. That's why. Yeah, I like I like and three like I mean I love three tacks like. Yeah, it's a good, it's a fun group, and I mean it's like either you're getting a guy like that was dominant in college football and like you know is this you know Jordan Davis and like so charismatic and then. You're getting a guy that's like safe as fuck, just did his job every single snap. Or you're getting a guy that's like he could be a, a pro bowler, he could be out of the league in, in a year and a half. You know what I mean? Like You gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, and that's why today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and non sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sport drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Uh, next episode, we're going to let everything out when we talk the edge rushers. Probably the, the best group in the not probably. Yeah. The edge defenders are the best group in the entire draft and the most fun and uh, there's like seven first round players, so I can't wait. What about you? Yeah, man, it, this is this is the draft in this next episode for real. I mean, it starts at the top. I mean, will Hutchinson go one? I don't know. Will you, will you be your top player on either of our boards? We'll see. But th- this edge group sets the first round. It sets the whole draft. They really there's, do. Po- there's potentially four top ten p- picks now. Do I think that will happen? No, but there's potentially four top ten picks in the group and. That makes it a lot of fun, and we like fun on this show, so tune in.